Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. It's time for Rolling with Nolan on Drive Time Sports with Coach Nolan Richardson. Brought to you by Slim Chickens. There's lots of places to get chicken, but there's only one Slim's. Serving Central Arkansas and now in Cabot. Coach, have you ever enjoyed driving around in a limousine? I couldn't hear that last part. Have, have you have ever you enjoyed... ever had the pleasure... Okay, go ahead, Rick. Yeah, have you ever had, the, as Randy said, the pleasure of riding around in a limousine? Ever had the pleasure of riding around? No, not that much. You're not a limousine guy, huh? Uh, you know... <laughs> I, I always had a raggedy ride. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they were better than a smooth walk, right? <laughs> there you go. Much better. Much better. Coach, did, did you know, you may not have been watching the broadcast the other night, but one of the kids, I don't, I don't know if it's a play off of, of, of the days that you used to say, I don't have any McDonald All-Americans. I just got Burger King guys. There was a sign the other night of Burger King, and I – I automatically thought of you, and uh, you're always talking about the Burger King guys. Yeah, I do. I, you're right. You know, I don't know. I'm I'm going to try to start me an all American. Everybody has an all American team now. Yeah. So, so it's uh, Rain, you and, and Rick. Y'all ought to have y'all one. <laughs> hey, coach. By the way, Arkansas's got a signee that made McDonald's all America. So they put out a release on all of the McDonald's All-America players ever at Arkansas that signed with Arkansas. I know you like the Burger King line. You signed most of them. <laughs> until, <laughs> until, until the last four, you, got mo- you had most of them. <laughs> I, I, didn't know, I didn't know mine was that. I, I, I thought it was high-class Burger King guy. <laughs> yeah, like Day and Mayberry and... <laughs> Ron Hurey, they were all McDonald's All-Americans. Yeah, you know, Kareem Reed. Yep, he was. Uh, was, was one. Uh, yes, he was. Corliss. Jerry Hood. Yes, Darnell, Darnell Robinson, Darnell. yes. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, think had, I think you had eight of them, so you, you had a few. But, oh, isn't it, but isn't it interesting, you won the national champion on your national championship team. You did have two, but only one, Corliss played very long at all in the nba uh ama- you think you, you think you that's we pos- had two on the national championship team yeah because uh i Corliss remember was Carlos, a- who's the other one? darnell robinson was a freshman oh okay yeah darnell yeah that's right he was a freshman but um, you, on that team had one guy that played more than a cup of coffee in the nba do you think that's possible today to win a national championship with a team without Two or three NBA prospects on it, just Burger King guys. I think so. I think I, I, you know. I, I don't think you. I mean, who names who names all Americans? I mean, just because they got that reputation of or, or somebody saying that you are an all American. Hell, I've seen some guys that was all nothing was better than the all American. <laughs> so I, I don't go by the by the statement of. of McDonald. Maybe that's why I didn't even cross my mind about I had a few of them myself that were McDonald's, but I don't guess I considered them that. And so uh, I, I think you can win. With good players, good 
things that are, 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 are in our case, we had some really good players, and 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 they were they were dedicated to me. They were they they, they came they came to play and win. A lot of you know, there's those who come to play to play, and there's those who play to win. And the guys that I had on those teams, they they certainly played to win. Coach, how necessary was it for your teams? I can't remember uh, if you if you went through the process of having team captains, but uh, we talked about last night as an example of someone needing to step up for Arkansas. Last night it was Devo Davis. I mean, he came across half court, felt like he needed a timeout uh, to regroup as a team, and, and he called the timeout, and Eric Musselman looked at him like he was from outer space, but then he explained why he thought they needed to take the timeout to regroup, and it worked quite effectively. Did you did you feel like you had to have leaders back 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 then on your team to be successful? Because I don't think of, of Big Nasty as being a, a guy that that uh, you know was one who did a lot of talking. I, I, uh, Scotty Thurman. I don't remember Scotty now. Scotty is excellent at um, you know we call them bench jockeys. He's he's got the he's got that sharp to him. But I don't remember you having team captains per se. Did you? Oh, we we had we had we had a guy that everybody paid attention to, uh, big time, and that was uh, Corey Beck. You know. Yeah. But Debo Debo to me, he's always been one of my all-time favorites because he's one of the few, if not you know, in the country that plays so hard on both ends. You know, a lot of guys play hard on one end and play pretty good on the other, but he played hard on both ends of the floor, and and he's he's relentless. Uh, those are the kind of guys when you championship, and you got to have a few of those on your team if you had a couple of them. In our case, back in the day when you got Corliss, who was a strong-bodied person, male, well-mannered type guy, but then you offset him with the Clint McDaniel. My guards with Clint McDaniel and Corey Beck were really tough guys. Uh, they, you know, they they played hard every day in practice and in, in every every game. So leadership is there. You know, it's it's, it's leadership to me is developed in your practice workouts where. You see guys, some guys take a day off or a week off in, in practice. But those guys, they, they came to work every single day. They brought that lunch with them. So uh, I, I still believe that, that, that when you get those kind of players like the Debo's, uh, he, he, he's also vocal. And, and, and uh, you take Lee Mayberry, he was the opposite. He wasn't vocal, but he, he – he demonstrated what he could do by how he did what he did. And so you don't have to be a guy that's out there barking it. You've got to be that guy that's out there showing it. And, and that's what I think I thought our team did. We had five leaders, I would say, on the floor. And then when we put the sixth man in, Roger Crawford was like a leader. I mean, he played just as hard, and, but he was the sixth man or seventh man, whatever man you wanted him to be. But uh, that that is that's the hope for every coach to have kids that that try to play as hard as they can play. You know, 
when you mentioned Clint McDaniel, I don't know why I just had this thought. I'm not sure I've ever heard the recruiting story on Clint McDaniel. How did, how did you get him out of Tulsa, and who else was recruiting him when you signed him and, and got him to come to Arkansas? You know, he committed to Tulsa, but, you know, the reason that Clint was, Clint was so close to us being able to get him is because he grew up with my Tulsa University basketball team. You know, the Paul Pressies and the Steve, Steve, all those guys, when they played on the weekends and stuff of that nature, he knew them as a young boy playing and playing with them and, and admiring And so, you know, I, when I moved to Arkansas, I, you know, I'd been their coach over in Tulsa area. My son played at the same high school. Both of them played there at Booker T. Washington. So there's, you know, Lee, Lee had been there. I mean, you know, so it's, he had a lot of things that were that was surrounding him to, to come over here and, and play at the University of Arkansas. I've always turn, wondered about your that. Your turn, Randy. I mean, it's your turn. Oh, no. I, I, I wasn't trying to hog the conversation. Okay. There. Okay. 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 <laughs> I, I was going to ask Coach if he had a chance to watch much of last night's game because I would think the first half you would have been sitting there with a grin from side to side. It may not have been the genuine total 40 minutes of hell, but that was 20 minutes of heck they threw – uh, Arkansas threw last night against LSU to the point. Coach, 16 first-half team points for LSU. I saw, you know, the thing that our TV went off the air with the snow and oh, the rain and yeah. all that stuff. Us too, yeah. So we, we, I missed, most, I missed a, uh, quite a bit of the game. But I saw the beginning parts of it, and they were so dominating, you know, you know, I, I I start thinking about nine one one when 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 Dale Brown was crying about you know they they're, they're mugging us and there I say uh oh look like the Razorbacks are mugging again tonight they better call nine one one hell get them off of me <laughs> that's what I thought about I said uh oh I'm, I, if Dale was there he would have called he would have dialed nine one one that's how much that's how much pressure those guys were receiving. But I expected that. They, they have that kind of a basketball team. You know, you, you lose a few games and and all of a sudden, you, you know, you, you're, you, you're back against the wall a little bit and it's time to come out fighting. And that's what those kids did last night. Uh, Musselman did a tremendous job to continue to do what he do and get what he can get. And that, that's what happened. They, they, came, they came out of the shoot ready to play. And when you come out like that, the way he got his team doing, it's hard to beat you, especially in Bud Walton's arena. They they didn't like the way the first LSU game ended, and uh, obviously that was a factor in the way they played last night. Did you ever have a team that just absolutely did not like another team, and that was a motivating factor behind how well they played <laughs> against them? You know what? I tried to make them hate every team. <laughs> I don't want you to like any team you don't play. That's when it's over with, you love them. But uh, no, I, I think every every game that I tried to in, in my as a player and as a coach and as whatever, I, I didn't go out saying, "Hey, I enjoyed when they say I hope we give you a good game." I said, "I hope you do too." 
<laughs> give us a good game. But, but I hope you don't, uh, on the other hand. But, again, <laughs> you, you, if you, if you, I think it's important to respect your opponent, not to fear it, but you can respect it. And because uh, most every team has some very, very good players on it. Even, you know, even with the, you know, you stop and you think, Rick, Jim, Ray, you stop and think, we win by two or three points over there or, or, or lose by two or three points, and they get beat 20 over here. So that tells me a few things went their, their way. But if, if everything go their way here, if everything could go their way, still they'll get beat 15. So, so they come out with that, that what I call chip on your shoulder. Mine was a mountain. Everybody else cared chips. I cared a mountain. That's a little different. Coach, I thought it was, uh, speaking of uh, every team having all Americans and this, that, and the other, I was teasing with Rick earlier in the program. I said, it's getting harder and harder to listen to the uh, play-by-play guys on television because by the time they go through a player's background now, it takes about 10 minutes of the broadcast, and so much of the action has occurred by the time they go through a player's resume. Started off here, went transferred to there, transferred to here, played over here. He was all-conference over there, and I'm thinking, boy, that's hard to keep up with. And, but that's today's game. That's the transfer portal. That's that is today's game. That uh, Rain, it's analytical. I've never. It's just amazing. These guys now are, are psychiatrists. Uh, they they know everything. Everything. I mean, they say uh, they they say things, and I'm saying I, I don't know if they're the average person who, who goes to a basketball game quite understand that terminology of what they're talking about. Uh, sometimes I think our game in basketball now has become just like the game of football. You know, you got a week to prepare for a team, basically, in football. you got a week. You, you don't have sometimes a day and a half to prepare for a game to be played. And, and how they to know everything that a coach has said or done is amazing to me. <laughs> and and you're right. They talk they talk about all the things and, and miss half of the uh, the game uh, of uh, announcing the game. That's all we need. I mean, that's I know that's not what most fans need. Some of them need to be explained to them what's being said and how it's how it's been said. But it, it is it, it's uh, it's a different. Well, you, I keep saying it's a different game, but it really is the same game. That it's still ten feet high, ninety-four feet long. You, you know, the ball still bounced, and everything is about the same. It's just that they're making it like a, you have to be a scientist to understand the game now. Well, your game was fairly simple. Uh, just go out and get them, and you did that frequently. So, Stan, your favorite, your, your favorite guy that wants the statue for you and wants you to come back and coach. Asked me to ask you a question tonight, and his question was, how did you get to the 40 minutes of hell, I, I think was a terminology that came from your practices, but he said it's a, it became famous in your trademark. How did you get your players to play with that kind of intensity, 40 minutes, every time they played? 
my that was my hope that I could get him to play forty minutes. And you know, at every place that I've been, there was one thing that was a common denominator of all the teams I coached, and that was you better be prepared to play, and you better be prepared to be in shape because they're going to play you hard. They're going to play you. You, you won't. You won't find any team that will play you any harder than his team. I took pride in the fact that when we went to the gym, it was, the gym was the workplace. It was my classroom, but it was the workplace, and that's where you come to go to work. And the 40 minutes of hell just, you know, we, we used to call that hog ball. Remember when we first started off? Yeah. Hog ball. Yeah. Right. And, and, I, and I used that because hogs were greedy. They were greedy. Who wants the ball? Hmm. So, so it was hog ball. And then, uh, as we started our workout, you know, I, uh, one of our players thought we worked too hard. I think, you know, he said, "You, you kind of do this every day. That's every day for forty minutes. Forty minutes preseason. That's just what we do. We don't. I don't care nothing about a basketball. I am going to go with fatigue will make cowards of us all. And, and I." been able to prove that to myself we may not have the best of teams the best of talent but that doesn't give us the right not to play hard and so that's that's where the terminology of uh with with one of our players saying coach that's hell i said 40 minutes of it <laughs> you're right <laughs> it is hell and that we're going to have 40 minutes of it and just think if you can take 40 minutes can you imagine your opponent who's not used to any of this kind of stuff this is what we're trying to accomplish. We're trying to make you cowards. If you're a coward, you won't play. Most guys don't like to run hard. Most guys don't like to be guarded hard. Those guys, it's a lot of things what they don't like. That's what we got to give them. And that's how it all starts. And it stayed that way. And every player that came in, they talked about it. They talked about the Cleveland here. That's hard. They talked about getting up at 5 in the morning. That's hard. Those, those are the things that you want your guys talking about. And therefore, when they show up, there ain't no surprise. We're going to work. I would assume. And it becomes a badge of courage, does it not, yeah, Coach? That's I mean, right. if, if I can say I survived 40 minutes of hell with Coach Nolan Richardson, I think that's a source of pride. <laughs> I, I couldn't hear the last part towards your play, you said. No, I said if if I'm if I'm able to survive, I take that as, as a major accomplishment, and that's a source of pride to me that I was able to survive forty minutes of hell with Coach Richardson. Well, you know, you know, it sounds really hard, 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 but once 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 the body and and, and the mind gets trained to do those kind of things, it becomes just like another simple day because. After the 40 minutes, there was only maybe 25, 30 minutes of practice left. So getting through just that part was the, was the key. And, and as, as time went on, and it, that didn't go the entire year. That was in our preseason getting ready for the year. Once we got ready, we call it it's tune-up time. And then tuning it up was just go out, tune up, run your full-court stuff, that's what you do. That's what you predicate the end of your game on. And, and then put it on the floor for the game time. You know, let's 
that's that's when I would always say let's let's take our practice to the game. If we take our practice to the game, we've got a chance to be successful. If we take our practice to the game, so if you came and you work hard, you got a chance. Is that what you kept telling Al Dillard? Just be patient, buddy. I know you're bloody right now, but just hang in there. The games are going to be easy for you. Coach, hang on. We got we got to take a break. Coach, hang on. Okay. That is Coach Nolan Richardson, thanks to Slim Chickens. And when we come back, I want Rick to talk about the Yvonne Richardson Foundation. You're in hog heaven. This is Drive Time Sports, a presentation of the Buzz Radio Network. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports. And Randy Rainwater wanted me to give uh, a shout to Nolan Richardson's uh, nonprofit. It's called the Yvonne Richardson Foundation. As we say every week on the uh, show when Nolan joins us, that uh, this is a foundation that's ongoing. Nolan started this a long time ago while he was in coaching, had a golf tournament, still has a golf tournament. The golf tournament used to draw coaches from all over the country. Obviously, coaches out of the coaching profession now, but so many come back uh, uh, in the northwest Arkansas area and help in that uh, golf tournament. That's the main fundraiser, but also they do take donations during the year. Uh, the Yvonne Richardson Foundation is was set up to help those who need help, uh, mostly in the state of Arkansas. And, and I can tell you this, that the money goes directly to help. Coach Richardson benefits not one iota from this. And we say again that uh, Slim Chickens, we appreciate them as a sponsor. They even increased their sponsorship this year to help the Yvonne Richardson Foundation. Again, uh, Coach Richardson waives his fee and instead has that go to the Yvonne Richardson Foundation. So if you are um, a supporter of nonprofits that do great work for underprivileged people or people that have needs, you can contribute to the Yvonne Richardson Foundation by writing uh, a check to Yvonne Richardson Foundation. It's tax deductible, 100%. And you can send it to 4057 North Humount, H-U-G-H-M-O-U-N-T Road, Fayetteville, Arkansas, 72704. 4057 North Humount, H-U-G-H-M-O-U-N-T Road, Fayetteville, Arkansas, 72704. Address it to the Yvonne Richardson Foundation. Care of Nolan Richardson if you would like. And, uh, again, tax deductible, and you can be assured your money will go to very good work. Anything you'd like to add to that, Coach? Perfectly. Rick, that's, that's exactly Couldn't have said it any better. Well, I'm sure you could have, but thank you anyway. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> you done good. You did. You Coach, read it when exactly is, the way I sent it to you. When is the <laughs> when is the normal time frame for the golf tournament? Say that again. The uh, normal time frame for the golf tournament. Usually, we have in middle of September. Mm-hmm. Middle of September. We haven't okay. Got the date quite set for this next September uh, golf tournament, but it's usually the middle the middle part of September. You know, uh, Randy Coach was kind enough to invite Adelaide and I to uh, to the reception the night before the tournament. He knows I'm a lousy golfer, so I don't play. But, but anyway, the reception was really nice, and some great people who have been supporters of that foundation since, since Coach was coaching, and uh, really good to see so many people still are involved with that. You're absolutely right, uh, 
uh, it, it's like homecoming week for us. Uh, some of the old timers that, that was at the game, some of the youngsters too, but uh, it, it, it makes it such a, 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 it's a small little gathering, but it's like, hey, where have you been? We haven't been away from each other that long, and, and it's just so good to see you again. And that, that, that's the atmosphere that we, we, we have been able to, and most of, most of all the years I've been able to get the, the foundation running. Excellent. All right, we've got uh, Whoopi who has a question for you. Whoopi, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Coach Richardson. Yes, I do. Uh, Coach Richardson, the 40 minutes of hell, as we call it, really taxed the players. And and you were getting them in pretty good physical condition, I figure. Which which would you be say, great... was I getting them in pretty good condition? Yeah, which might it brings up the point: How did you get them in such good shape that they were better? They were in better shape than the teams you were playing against. How did you do that? Well, you know, when when you, when you talk about getting a body in shape. There's, to me, there's more than just the body that you have to get in shape. You got to get the mind. I think body and mind. And, and I would always say that there is no substitute for getting in shape. You, you can't, you can't do anything better than get your body and your mind in shape. And so that's why you, you work so hard for 40 minutes. Now let's stop and think about the 40 minutes. No player basically has played for me played 40 minutes. Now, uh, if you if you would cut up the timing, some guy got eight minutes, some got six, some got twelve. But they they could, if they had to, go forty minutes of hard work. Why? That's what we do every day. And so, but you're not going to ever, ever, ever spend forty minutes on the basketball court, basically, unless you're playing half court basketball. And I'm not a half court coach. My, my now, coach, coach, I have another question. Hey, Why coach, don't you let him finish asking, answering that well, one? Hold on, hold yeah, we'll pick. Hold on, <laughs> coach, let, let, let coach finish. I'm through. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, I have another I question, coach. You okay. sure can. Uh, did Did you all do any testing and uh, check their, you know, uh, heart rate and their uh, uh, blood pressure and you know? Uh, uh, did you have the staff that did all that stuff? No. We didn't have we, staff. We were lucky to have. Thank a you, Blue Pig. <laughs> <laughs> I figure, Coach, the way you worked those guys, the only blood pressure you were concerned about was yours. You wanted to make sure yours was, yours was <laughs> I think okay, that's right? Probably the only ones they were concerned about too was mine. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well, you know, I guess to be kind of hard. There was a lot of days that I was in. in the, I went through the whole workout also. <laughs> Coach, I got I got to believe it was hard to get an accurate read though off of Oliver Big O when he knew how all the shortcuts and all the assistance that it that he got. <laughs> I, I would think it'd been kind of hard to get an accurate reading off of Big O. <laughs> well, Big O, Big O is the guy that made me open my eyes and keep a closer look to see what they were doing. Because you know, even though you were you're running, if you don't see it. They don't have to run it. So I had to get out there and kind of see what they were doing. But Big O's opened my eyes. 
<laughs> Coach, I'm sure you didn't know this, but you know when you'd have them run from one end of the court to the other and then keep doing that several times, they call them gassers or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you yeah. didn't know this, but Oliver Miller didn't always go to the to the line. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, you know, he, sometimes he's almost at the free throw line of center. You know, he could get to there and turn around and go back, you know. And I pretend like I didn't see him. <laughs> I knew he was working as hard as he could, and, and I, I wasn't going to discourage that. Okay. But, uh, yeah, that, yeah he, he was quite a catch. So you did know that. I, I hate I hated to be the one to tell you that. I figured maybe you did know that, so that's good to know. Oh, yeah. There's, <laughs> there's not very many things got by me that I didn't know. I, I was right. like Columbo, you know, the, 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 the detective. <laughs> I knew everything, but I asked the questions anyway. <laughs> Love it. All right, this from our Asher Record Service Company live feed feedback. Jim says, talking about leaders, I think Lee Mayberry was the greatest floor general in Arkansas history. You did a lot of setting when Lee was playing. Lee Mayberry, great floor general is what he's suggesting. You agree? You know, Lee was the best. I mean, you know, if you looked at Lee's stats, you you just couldn't. Lee would go games without a turnover. Games. Most guys try to get to a game. This guy may go five, six games yeah. without a turnover with the ball in his hand 80% of the time. But, you know, we, that those kind of things are not charted. So you don't ever get that. That's why some players are worth their weight in gold, but they don't get the credit because it's not charted. Hmm. The heart is not charted. And you don't say this guy's got a big heart and, this percentage of his heart is this, and this percentage is he may you, you may have the greatest player in the world has no heart. He can't, he can't play, but he's the greatest athlete in the world. So you, you know, with with Lee Mayberry, he had heart. He was smart. He had IQ, which understand the game. I mean, he didn't have to say anything. He led by example. Many guys can't do that. So he's, you know, he picked a he picked a heck of a guy to say might be the best that's ever played at the point guard position. Now, coach, this may sound like a real silly question, but I hear coaches all the time say, "We've got to play a perfect game if we're going to beat such and such." A Coach, what is a perfect game to begin with? And B, is a perfect game even feasible to believe that you can, quote, play a perfect game? What is a perfect game in your opinion, Coach? I don't I don't know. You know, Wayne, uh, I, I don't have a clue what a perfect game is, to be honest with you. I, I, all I know is that, you know, I get a kick. Ask any coach, what are the keys to the game tonight? I Mm -hmm. love to hear them always ask me, what are the keys to the game tonight? What are the keys? Every every coach, 90%, I'm going to say, well, we got to rebound well. Uh, We got to defend well. Uh, We got to get the 50 50 ball. Uh, I guess if you get all of those things, 
you, you're supposed to win. And, and I only had one key. It depends on how hard we play. And because if, if you're playing hard and you're doing those things, you don't have to worry about playing a perfect game. You, 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 you're more worried about playing a game and doing the best that you can and giving it more than 100%. But for giving – every coach has a every, – every night you play somebody, you can have the same key. Well, if, if, if somebody changed the keys to the house – <laughs> you can't get in. <laughs> Hell, that's why I got one key. You, you could always get in the house. One key, how hard you play. Now, that meant more to me than playing a perfect game. Because that, that's not going to happen. A perfect game to me would be make all your shots, make all your free throws, don't foul nobody. Come on. Yeah. That's a perfect game. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've always, I've always, I've always laughed when I've heard coaches say that because you're you're saying you're not going to have any turnovers. You're going to get every rebound. You're going to make every yeah. shot. Uh, I mean, that's just it's not possible. So I, I've always wondered what that meant because coaches say we got to play a perfect game tonight. Well, I don't think it's going to happen. Dude. You're well, in trouble. Hang on, Coach. We've got one final break we got to take. That is Coach Nolan Richardson, thanks to the Slim Chickens group of great restaurants. Drive Time Sports will continue in a moment. It's time for Rolling with Nolan on Drive Time Sports with Coach Nolan Richardson. Brought to you by Slim Chickens. There's lots of places to get chicken, but there's only one Slim's. Serving Central Arkansas and now in Cabot. And we are also joined by Tony. Tony, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Coach Richardson. Yes, how you doing, Randy and Rick? Man, doing great. Okay. Hey, I, I called in before, Coach, and talked to you. You remember me, don't you? I'm the one I had cerebral palsy, and my dad brought me to the game, and you, I got to see you and Big Nasty go in the locker room. <laughs> okay. What year was that? Was Big Nasty? Yes, I got to see Big Nasty in 1994. You guys played against Mississippi. And uh, anyway, I I have I had several palsy. I got the I walked. I remember walking on the court, going into the locker room, and I shook your hand. Oh. And, uh, are you still are you still following those Razorbacks? Yes, sir. Boy. Yes, sir. You're my favorite coach too. But I, I, yes, sir. I just remember I remember that so plain coming there and. I know last time I called in, you remember. I remember you saying you remembered me. But, uh, that that was a very, very uh, exciting time in my life. You know, I was 17 year old at that time. But, uh, but I remember we, uh, you guys went on and won the national championship that year. <laughs> well, I'm glad we were able to do that, man. That makes you feel a lot better. At least you didn't come in there and watch us. Did, did you ever watch us lose a game? Well, 
Uh, yeah, Kentucky. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I remember mm-hmm. watching that one. <laughs> That would have had to have been at the conference tournament because they beat Kentucky for the first four games that Arkansas was in the SEC. They beat them every year. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. And but oh boy, I just well, want, I just want to you, say, Coach, it was, glad you can it was an honor meeting you and getting to be, you know, getting to see you and mm-hmm. Big Nasty. I remember going in there and seeing him, and he come out and and uh, he signed a, a a card for me and. I remember looking at him. I was man. I mean, this guy was so huge. I, I looked like a little, little midget. You know, <laughs> hey, don't, you, guy you was don't huge. feel like the Long Ranger. He made a lot of us look that way. He, he was a big yeah. guy. Yeah, he was, man. He was I remember he had a tattoo, Tasmanian devil on his, uh, on him there. <laughs> All right. Yeah, this guy he was a big man. You know, what was that? What was that hill you made them run? That's another reason why they's in such good shape. We only ran that one Cleveland Hill. Yeah, and Cleveland Hill. That's it. At the university. Yes, sir. And didn't you tell us? Yeah, that, that got them in shape, didn't it, Coach? <laughs> they got their attention real quick. And didn't you tell us yes, that John McDonald is the one that suggested that to you? Uh-huh. Yes, uh huh. Yes, Coach. Coach Mag was the guy that said, hey, get him on that hill. You'll find out what they made out of it. And believe me, I, I was able to find out. There's, there's those that will quit and there's those that will just keep on till they get it done. And, and, and well, before you knew it, everybody was getting it, getting it done. Well, Coach, I want to I wanna tell you I love you, appreciate you, and also – what do you think about this year? Do you think if Nick Smith gets to come back, we have a chance to make the tournament? I ain't got to leave. Oh, yeah. Have a good and God oh, yeah. bless you. Yeah. Hey, don't, you don't, don't put your fingers down yet. Don't jump off the wagon yet. It's not that time. They're just getting started. It's, it's like a horse race. You know, you got the horse, you hold it, and you hold it, and then all of a sudden you say, all right, I'm turning you loose. Once you turn them loose, it's gone. And that's mm-hmm. what I see is going to happen to the race today. They're about to get turned loose, and we'll see what happens. But you don't said, don't jump the ship because it, it, it's coming in. You have said so many times uh, that we just repeated again that if you play great defense, you can take that wherever you go. The last two games we've seen Arkansas's defense just be outstanding. Is that the catalyst to to really starting a nice long winning streak? That's it. They, they, they. Well, they, they've been playing. You know, once in a while, you're not going to have a great, great defensive night. But most of the time, that's what makes it so interesting in, in the fact that they do play defense 99% of the time. And that, boy, you know, you're going to every now and then not have a good night on the defensive end of the floor because you play both ends, and sometimes we forget one end or the other. But the Razorbacks, they always come out and check you. And that, to me, when you come out and check a, a team, that makes all the difference in the world. And I, and I believe that they got a chance to turn just like they did a couple of years ago or a year ago, turn their season into a just a productive season without, you know, having some of the key players to be on the uh, to be playing. Well, I thought one of the keys last night, Coach, and I realize you and Rick. Didn't get a chance to see much of the game before 
Mother Nature said you'd seen enough, but um, <laughs> that was playing defense without fouling because uh-huh. the previous games, gosh, what, back-to-back games, Rick, of 36 opponent free throws. Mm-hmm. One game, the last game, Missouri, yep. they shot 40 free throws. Mm. Uh, so Arkansas last night was able to play aggressive and use that length, but didn't foul. And I think oh, yeah. that that to me has to be the greatest challenge uh, when you're wanting to turn up the intensity. It seems like it ends up creating fouls though for the other team. Yeah, yeah. That that's you know that's the part that the, the adjustment has got to be made as hard as as it is to make that adjustment. The adjustment has to be made. They're calling that, and and but the, the thing that hurts you the most is that they might call it one time, not call it the next, and they yeah, might just right. call it the next. Then they may call it back, bang, bang, bang. I'm saying, guys, we we got to figure out what is it that you're going to call, and so and so you can get a kid out of rhythm. You know, the game's out of rhythm. You, you know, the basketball game's a rhythm game to me. You know, you get on in rhythm, you get the running in rhythm, you get to playing defense in rhythm. You, the fans get in rhythm, and you know everything gets involved. And once you, when that happens, you know, like happened last night, they, they were they were treacherous at the, the first half that I saw. It's unbelievable. That's where that uh, I was getting ready to call Dale Brown, telling hell yeah, you need to call nine one one. Yeah. The other lost art anymore, and, and Arkansas has had its great moments and not so great moments, is shooting free throws. And Arkansas last night shot free throws much better again. Uh, that can sometimes, in fact, that can win you as many games as anything. Would you agree? You, you're absolutely right, Rick. That free throw line is a monster. And, and uh, of course, Razorbacks playing the kind of defense they play. And, and and attack the basket, and that there's the biggest key. Attacking the basket gives you an opportunity to be fouled, and, and you get an and one or a free throw to the side. And if you can knock those down because you're going to the basket, that is going to make the game a lot easier for you to win when you can go to the line. Every time there's two free throws, that's two points. You know uh, that that makes you that makes you an incredible team. And I think they got a really, really good basketball team. Yeah, because if you attack the basket, get a foul, and make one of two or zero of two, especially if you make zero of two, it's a wasted possession. So mm. when you make those free throws, it makes a huge difference. That puts you, that puts you on top of the shelf, boy. When you make them free throws and can create that, you know, the fouls because there's nothing worse than a three-point play. You know, not the three-point shot, but the three-point play. The three-point shot is just three points. But a three-point play, you got a foul involved in there. you got a team foul in there. you got an individual foul. It, it, it adds up just that one play. Coach, we're out of time. It okay. goes by rather quickly. Love having you on, my friend. That is Coach Nolan Richardson. Thanks again Thank to so much. Slim Chickens.